Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, it's joining us via podcast. We appreciate you all joining us around the world for another great conversation. Well, among other things, October is recognized as National Book Month, so I'm really excited about our next guest joining us to talk about her brand-new book. Our guest is Donna Marie Hayes. We're going to talk to her not only about her journey, but also what it's been like to reflect on her life, what she's been able to achieve, but also shared in the new book, These Broken Roads. It is really, I think, a book that will inspire us no matter where you may live in the world. We'll talk to Donna about the early response to the book, but also let you all know how to get your own copy of it as well. Donna, really appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, the pleasure is definitely all mine. So you have achieved so much in your life, Donna. How does it feel to add published author to that list? <laughs> it actually feels quite fantastic. It was really a, a, a process of just, you know, writing this book and coming to terms with certain things, and to just see it in a published book is actually uh, quite rewarding. There, there is a subtitle of the book, Donna, Scammed and Vindicated, One Woman's Story. And the thing I was saying to you before we went on here, that there's so many layers to your story that people, I think, from different walks of life will be able to connect with on a personal level. Did you know that going in that it was going to be something not that wasn't just your story, but the story of so many people? Certainly. So when I decided to write the book, it's, it's shortly after I – uh, realized and came to terms with the fact that he had actually scammed me. And I wanted to write the book as part of my process. There was so much going on, so much so much anger and shame and just couldn't really believe that this person did this to me. So my initial plan was to write the book to expose him and folks like him. However, as I started writing the book, just the trauma of my childhood and just the trauma of all these other things that I've experienced started coming into play. So I decided to make it more of a journey from my life in Jamaica, West Indies as a young child up until the scam to kind of just pave the way and kind of show how traumas influence and how they seep into your adult life. So that, that was kind of the process. It wasn't, that, it wasn't really planned but as I kept writing, all these different things kept coming into play, so I decided to make it just the full journey. Yeah, yeah. And it is a journey, I think, that people will look at. I mean, I think, Donna, for myself, as I was reading, I was like, wow, she went through this. Then she went through this. And then she went through that. You know, there are some people who, yeah. you know, who have one event that kind of shaped yeah. their lives. You've had, you've had yeah. quite, quite more than one. <laughs> that have happened in your life yes. um, that have shaped For it. Sure. But you kept moving forward, Donna, and I think that is such a big, has to be a big um, bit of encouragement for others that you did not allow it to stop you, didn't allow it to break you, didn't let where you started in life kind of dictate what you could achieve. What do you think was the key for you? Because I'm sure a lot of people who haven't gone through a fraction of what you have, you know, have folded, right? What is it that kept you yes. moving forward in spite of those difficulties? 
you know, I've always wanted to have a life that I found rewarding and fulfilling. And when I think about my life as a young child in Jamaica, we were very poor. I didn't have indoor plumbing. We didn't have electricity, um, just really impoverished. And when I came to this country at the age of 14, I appreciated a lot more. You know, to walk into your home and to have all these wonderful amenities and all these things you can enjoy. So I took nothing for granted. So when things started happening to me, things that were very devastating, I refused to let it rob me of the joy of a life that I know I could have. So I always compare it to being a sailor. I say I'm a sailor who went through some rough waters. I overcame it, and now I'm a better sailor. That is how I've always looked at it, that my life, I get one life. I get one opportunity to, to have the best life possible. So things are going to happen in life. It's how you choose to look at it and how you choose to deal with it. Just kind of reframe and say, okay, this happened. What did I learn from it? And what can I now take from that and make my life even better? Right. I think that is it. I think there are so many people, too, you know, as you kind of talk about your childhood. And one of the things that comes up, of course, is the role of religion. And I use that word instead of faith because I think your book shows that it really can be two different things. Donna, talk to us about that, how your feelings about religion were shaped by what you experienced. Oh, absolutely. So when, you know, I was raised in a very – a religious household, and yes, that certainly had some, I think, negative impact for me personally because I was so sheltered. I wasn't allowed to date. I'd never been to my prom. We didn't go to the movies. I had never, we weren't even allowed to watch television, so it was very, very restricted. And, you know, there was a part of me that really wanted to be, quote, unquote, a normal teenager, but it was prohibited. You know how some children pray for the weekends? Oh, I can't wait for the weekend. I used to pray for the weekdays so at least I can get out of the house and get some fresh air and be with with others. So that was one part of it. But the other part of it, I believe in God, and I do have this faith-based way of living. And I've always drawn strength from that. But on the flip side, I always give people an extra, I say, I'm just going to give you a chance. Because I would not have gotten to where I've gotten in my life if someone hadn't helped me. And so I'm always trying to pull others along and to use my faith in God to, to, to help others who may be going through a difficult situation, to motivate, to encourage, to inspire. And sometimes, you know, the the lines get kind of crossed there where I become more vulnerable and I don't really see people for what they are at that moment but just see them kind of who they can be. So I always believe that that is what, you know, my God would want me to do is to help others along. Um, But I've always pulled from that. Even when I was going through some of the darkest times, I always believed there's another side. Once I get through this, I'm going to be on the other side of that. So that certainly has helped me. Um, navigate some of these terrible things that I've experienced. Yeah. And, again, you, again, talk about the layers of this book, Donna. You even talk about something else a lot of people have experienced, and that is the feeling of worthlessness. There's a very um, consequential consequential event that takes place um, in, in your journey, 
And you talk about your experience with your, um, and I'll talk around this, I don't spoil it, but you talk about this experience with your husband uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. And I want to read what you wrote. It's in the chapter Nightcrawlers. You say this, mm-hmm. I've never felt so low, so invisible, so inconsequential. And again, those are three things that so many people, but again, you know, you know, a lot of women can relate to this situation that you write about in the book. Talk about that because I think there are so many people who feel unseen, right, that have gone through yeah. something and they, they don't feel like they're being seen. How does that feel to reflect on that and now to see where you are today? Absolutely. So I, I think just going back to my childhood, I felt unseen. Um, because my parents were here in the States, and I was this little girl in Jamaica, and I pined for them. I wanted to be with them. I didn't really know my father, barely knew my mom, and I would pray to their pictures, as as I, you may have read in the book. And because I I wasn't living with them, and then I came to the States, and I didn't have the relationship I wanted, I just felt really diminished. I felt like a really diminished person, and I felt that I was not worthy of love because whether directly or indirectly, that's the message I received from those who I thought loved me. And I think that followed me into my adult life and followed me into my choices of mates and people who I chose to share my life with. And even though they made me feel so, as you said, inconsequential and invisible, there's a part of me that felt that, well, that's kind of all you deserved because that's the lesson that was taught to me throughout my life. And I had to really, you know, as I learned more about myself, to really just kind of step back and understand why I was thinking the way I was thinking, why I was showing up in a diminished way, not even realizing that the power was all within me all along, that strength was in me all along and not let it be dictated by others and what they chose to do. Me. And and that leads to something I mentioned to you before we went live here, and that is the reboot, Don. I want to talk to you about that. I want to first say, for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live, as you guys can see, already having a great conversation with our next guest. We're speaking with Donna Marie Hayes. We're talking with her not only about her life, but also what she's been able to chronicle in her brand new book, these Broken Roads. If you all are just now hearing about the book, we will let you know how you can get your own copy of it. The reboot. I love that idea. I love that word because to me it just it's a way of talking about revival for one thing. But yes. for you, Donna, it seems like from the book this really had to begin within. Because you were able to do a lot of things in your life, but you had to first know you were worthy. You had to first feel seen to go back to what you wrote about you know, in the previous chapter. What was it like for you to embrace the power of who you were? That's really a great question. I mean, re- rebooting my life after the trauma was quite challenging, and, but it was a journey that I had to take. And it's important to remember that healing takes time, and it's okay to give yourself the space and the patience that you need to recover. So the rebooting, I just started looking at my life. I focused on self-care, for example. I prioritized my physical, my emotional, and my mental well-being. Um, I even decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to run a marathon. And at the time, I was 53 years old. I said, I'm going to have a ran since high school. 
I decided to run a marathon. And that was, that was just showing myself, like when I crossed that finish line, even though it took me over six hours, I crossed that finish line and it made me say, oh, my God, there's so much more power in me than I thought that I, that I had, you know, because of what people told me, that you were not worthy or, or you're this or you're that. Um, you know, and I sought support. You know, I reached out to trusted family and friends, and I even went into therapy. And I surrounded myself with support, with a very supportive network that, you know, made such a world of difference. But I think the most important part of the reboot for me was just reflecting and learning about myself. Things that I've always made everyone else a priority. And during the reboot, I took the time to reflect on me and my experiences and acknowledging the emotions that I was feeling um, and just understanding the trauma and learning different coping mechanisms to kind of navigate um, the experiences. And I set goals for myself. Initially, there were small goals, but keep in mind, professionally, I was doing really, really well. I was yeah. climbing the corporate ladder in, in, in corporate America. I was a managing director. Um, on the surface, it seemed, you know, things were going well and they were going fantastic professionally. But personally, I was really struggling because I was still that little girl. I was still that little girl who was told that she was not much, and I was operating um, with, with that. But the reboot really helped me to see myself, to peel away the layers and see myself that I am worthy. I've always been worthy. I just needed to realize that. Yeah. This may seem like an odd question to ask, Donna, but I think it's an appropriate one considering the conversations we're having around the book. I, I think so many times we, you know, we have gotten so many things wrong in the world, I think, when it comes to the way we see people and how we define people. Mm-hmm. And typically we think about these celebrities on television, and and that's what people aspire to. Have you become comfortable with the idea that by sharing what you share that you're going to become that for somebody. You're going to become that role model and example for them. I certainly hope so because after this happened to me, I started speaking with a lot of women, and I found out that my my story was not that unique. I met several women who went through something similar. So shortly after that, I, I became a certified coach through ICF and formed a coaching practice. And I do mentor certain people, and I do, you know, speak at, at different events because I do want people to look at my life and within the pages of these broken roads, see themselves and see that they too can get on the other side of it. So absolutely. Have you also gotten to a place, I know for myself, one thing I, that was freeing for me was to embrace the things that other people saw as liabilities, Right. Um, I literally on my Facebook page it says no college education. When growing up, mm-hmm. when I graduated from high school, decided not to go to college, my parents had told me they thought, you know, not that I wouldn't do well, but that people may see me a certain way if they knew I didn't go to college, right? But I've come mm-hmm. to embrace that because it shows that, you know what, even if you don't go to college for whatever reason, doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to do whatever it is you want to do. Have you gotten to a place where you can look at these broken roads and realize they led you exactly where you needed to be? Yes, yes. I, you know, I have a, when I sign books, sometimes I write, may your broken roads lead you to fascinating destinations. And although these were very, very painful, um, had they not happened, I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. I probably wouldn't have yeah. a book out right now. I probably wouldn't right. have all this, these platforms that, to help others. So, yes, 
I I see them. I I, I call it repurposing. <laughs> I call it repurposing my pain. You know. Yeah. You know I you know things that happen to me. I'm repurposing it and using it to benefit others. So yeah, I I do see the value in these experiences, though they were awful. Right. Well, I'm so glad you wrote this book and so glad that you and I had a chance to discuss it. Again, everyone, Donna Marie Hayes has been our guest. These Broken Roads is the book. It is out now. You can get it through our friends at Amazon.com. Of course, if you cannot find it at your local bookstore, you can, of course, have them order it for you. Donna, congratulations to you on, on sharing your story, but also on what you've been able to achieve. How can our audience best stay connected with you? Absolutely. So the book is available wherever books are sold, the Target, Amazon, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, um, all, all over. The, it's really available pretty much everywhere. I am on Facebook at Donna Hayes. I'm on, on Instagram. I am Donna Hayes is my handle. I have a website, Donna-Hayes, that's hyphen Hayes.com. I have my coaching practice. It's called Distinguished Coaching that dot com. So I'm pretty much um, on mo- most of the social media platforms. And the other thing that I do, Cyrus, is I'm a singer as well. Um, so not only do I, I'm a, I'm a SAG actress, I'm a singer, I'm a, I'm a life coach, I teach a little Zumba. The sky's the limit for me. I believe just go right. to life and enjoy it. So this weekend, I'm actually on Friday, I'm having a book launch cabaret show, which I'm performing with my band at the Cutting Room um, this Friday. If anybody's in New York and they'd want to come and see it, it's go to thecuttingroom.com where I'll be reading excerpts from the book, telling stories, and singing a set list of about maybe 12 or 13 songs. Wow. Love it. Love it. An yes. all-around enjoyable experience. Love that. Well, congratulations again, yes. Donna. really appreciate you the, your time, but also, of course, you're sharing your story. And looking forward to speaking with you again. I would love it. Thank you so right. much, and thank you for having me. More than me. welcome. Glad to do it. Glad to do it. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care. <laughs>